You know, the Bible says in Psalms 118 verse 24, this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, when I read that scripture, I realize one thing, that happiness really depends on me, my choice. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. I mean, it's not determined by circumstances that is around me that I have to take responsibility. That's taking a proactive approach. We've been talking about proactive approach. We're talking about walking in faith. Amen. You know, I don't wait for people to make me happy. I choose this day that I'm going to make the best of it. Amen. I choose this day, whatever counts my way, my response. I don't want to be a reactive person. I don't want to be a reactive person. I say again, I don't want to be a reactive person, but I'm going to be responding through the promises of God. Amen. So, you know, and, and, and I think it's very important, you know, that, that, that we come, you know, uh, sometimes I ask myself this question and I, 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 I thank God for my children. Sometimes they say, Dad, chill, cool, cool. You know, if something can trigger you, you have allowed that to happen. Hello? Because you have to choose. Will you rejoice? Will you be glad? Because this is the day that the Lord has made. He's seen all things. He knows all things. He's provided you with grace, mercy. But I have to choose which report that I'm going to hear. Amen. And today I want to talk to you about God's dealings. How do I deal with God's delay or dealing with God's delay? Amen. All of us still waiting for the Lord's coming, right? <laughs> Amen. This lesson is so important because you know what? I've said it many times. God delay doesn't mean God's denier, but in the process of the promise and the present, there comes a pause. And this pause is where the devil will hit me hard. So we need to know how to deal with delays. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. It's so real. Because when persecution comes, where is your God? Where, where is the second coming of the Lord? You need to learn how to push this back. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. You know, the Bible in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31, it says this, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. What a promise. But we need to learn how to exercise our faith. We cannot be passive. I am so tired of the devil banging my head on the ground saying, where is your God? Banging. There are some things that we got to put a fight. You're not going to touch my family. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I want to make sure that everything that I think about is God's thoughts. I want God to work through with me. You know, there's a, that, that this term that, that as a dog trainer has taught me, it's called separation anxiety. I, I don't know whether you heard of this term called separation anxiety. When the dog is very anxious because they cannot see the master. It's called separation anxiety. We have a CCTV and we can, I can see that my dog is, is very, very afraid when the master is not around. My question is, God is with us, Amen. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. But there are times when we get disconnected with our eyes on the master and our problems become big. These are the times that we need to say, no matter what, 
I'm going to look for my master. No matter what, I've got to put some disciplines in my, you know, uh, I, I walk my dog without leash in the middle of the night and, and I walk and then when he doesn't look at me, I shout his name, Milo! And then he'll look, he will look at me and then he'll come, here! he walk and look at me. And then he feels secure. He's not so anxious anymore. And then when I walk, when I walk back, he walks back with me. Amen. It takes training to, to have that kind of discipline. It takes consistency every day that you have to train your mind, this is the way I should be thinking. Amen. Amen. That God, no matter what happens, I'm going to find you. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. <laughs> and there are benefits of waiting for the Lord. And we're going to talk about that again. We need to understand that God has a will for us in our lives. We also need to understand that God answers prayers. But sometimes, His timing and your timing are not the same. The circumstances surrounding the scenarios are not the same. It's not the time yet for God to answer that prayer because the elements, the people, the stage is not set. The circumstances is not the right circumstances and God is waiting for that moment. I call it a suddenly moment. But in this period of time, we need to understand one thing. You know, again, we heard, you heard pastor talk about it. The hardest thing that you will ever do is to wait. Amen. We all know to wait. But then when you apply it, we, we, we fidget around. <laughs> you know, like, like I, I just can't wait. You know, again, I, here's what I realized. I've been working with the Lord many times and here's how I realized that how we deal with God's delay is vital in receiving the blessings of God. Your attitude towards the pause, this, this, this moment when God is not, your attitude towards it will determine whether God's going to bless you or not. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. You see, I want you to understand that God's love is unconditional. Wave your hand at me. Everybody say praise the Lord. However, all His blessings are based on conditions. Amen. I'm, I'm not so powerful, hocus pocus. Pastor, pray for me so the blessing can come. I pray for you, then the blessing will all come. You want to be blessed? It really depends on you, not on God. Are, are you with me here again? Because in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, and we go to pray. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. If you want to receive all these things, the blessings, you must first meet the requirement of seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Amen. God will not bless a stubborn soul. Everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. So, shall we just lift our hands and ask God to help us today? Father, in the name of Jesus, God, help us today. I just felt the Holy Ghost. God, I, Lord, there's such a powerful witness today. There's, your, your presence is here. I pray, God, that you will help us learn how to wait upon you. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless God. Cause our ears to hear, Father. In the name of Jesus and all God's people say, Amen. You may be seated. You know, again, I want us to practice this principle real time. I think one of the greatest disasters in life is, you know, you start off right, you, you are born again. 
And then after you are born again, you lose focus on Jesus and you start looking at things around you. Amen. Okay. Again, we must stay focused on His plan and our lives while we are waiting on Him. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, familiar passage of Scripture. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. Our eyes got to be on the master. Understand that God has a purpose and God has a plan for us and He has all the details already figured out. Amen. Again, I, I want to caution you. Some people, when I talk to them about Christianity, they, they don't get it. They say, oh, as long as I'm a good person, I'll sure go heaven one. <laughs> it's not about that. It's about Christ, the values, the principles, all that God is. And, and is He influencing you? Is He influencing your action? Is He influencing? And, and, and you are called to do ministry. Amen. Every one of us have a ministry and the day will come when God says, I gifted you with so and so. What have you done with your giftings? Have you been faithful? Have you encouraged? Have you, have you been an instrument that, that, that allows? You know what, folks? I don't know about you, but 52 years old. Amen. I'm starting to think about meeting Jesus on a daily basis. And every day when I get up, I don't want to waste time. You know, I, I felt liberated that there are some people that in the last days, Brother Stone King told me this one time ago. He said, some people are just decoys. They will waste your time. They don't want to obey God. They just want to suck up your time so that you cannot reach another soul. So at 52 years old, I'm kind of picky. And, and, and I thought, wow, this, this sounds really, really kind of uh, unchristian-like. But then when I studied the scripture, there are almost 41 times Jesus walked away from people. 41 times. He just walked away from people. He just, okay, okay, I'm not going to deal with this, man. I walk away from people. Okay, I walk away. Sometimes the best thing that you can ever do is to walk away. Amen. Because, hey, you, you're not going to take my time. If you're not responsive, I'm going to move on. Because people are selfish. Everybody say praise the Lord. And then there are times, you know, when, when we go through life, life is difficult. If, and then we focus on our, our sorrow. We focus on our losses. We focus on our temporary setbacks, our, uh, our, our depressions and our values. And for God, all things work to the good of them that love the Lord and to those that are called according to His purpose then we miss the value of understanding what God has for us to comprehend. Amen. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 11, For I have learned in whatever state I am therewith to be content. Amen. I, I think this is a hard scripture. I learned to be content. You know why? I started to search this word content. What does the content? Content means this. The strength to be content with life during troubled times. Not from begging God to increase or answer our prayers or giving us abilities. But letting Christ live His life through us. Jesus called this abiding in Him. Even though you are going through a difficult process in life, you continue to abide in Him. There may be no special anointing that will come upon you at that moment in time. You just got to wait upon the Lord and sometimes waiting is no fun. Amen. 
I mean, I don't know about you, but you know, when I wait for my children, I just, oh, you know, are you there yet? You know, I'll snap my finger, hurry up, hurry up, I don't want to be late for church, hurry up. And waiting is no fun. Amen. Sometimes I, 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 I'll go down and walk out here, walk it off and wait for them. I just walk it downstairs, I just walk it off and just pray. I'm not going to waste my time, I'm going to pray in the tongues while waiting. Waiting is no fun. It takes every ounce of me, amen. Okay, but I learned to be content. You know, some people when they go through trials, they have a flight or a fight mentality. Amen. Instead of going through the process, they want to escape the process. But notice what Joseph said. He has to go through the process in Genesis chapter 50 verse 20. But as for you, you ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Sometimes you got to go through the process to save somebody. Hello? Everybody say praise the Lord. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Brother Stone King, I asked him, what's the secret of being used of God? He said, pain. Huh? You know why God doesn't reveal everything to you? Because you will bail out. Amen. God show me. God will show you enough for today. Amen. Because it takes a mixture. He, he's, he's, he's a pharmacist. God is a pharmacist that will pound the right kind of spices and herbs together to make that anointing, the holy anointing oil. Because he wants you to be anointed. Amen. Some people say, oh, I want to be anointed. And they can't even tell. Some people can't even tell anointing for talent. There's two different things. That guy may be talented. <laughs> I agree, but I don't want talent. I want anointing. Anointing is people who's gone to life and say, I'm still abiding in God. I still trust God. Amen. I, I'm still fighting the good fight of faith. Amen. It's, there's going to be a price tag to be anointed. But can, you, can God trust you with suffering? Can God trust you with, with this thing called, uh, I call it the highest level, the fellowship of suffering? Amen. Everybody say praise God. You're getting quiet on me. Though I can see your faces, but you guys look very strict. Amen. And learn how to smile. Like, Y'all look at each other smile. <laughs> Amen. Okay. You know, again, you know, uh, and it doesn't help, uh, we got good internet speed, we got instant coffee, we got instant banking, we got pay now, pay la. Everything is so fast. You know, we got instant breakfast, just throw in the microwave, we got instant roti prata, you know, instant doodle, everything's so instant and we don't know how to wait upon the Lord. A little bit of waiting drives us crazy. Amen. And the culture is set in such a way that everything we want fast. Oh, it's 512. You know, now it's, it's one gigabit. Amen. Uh, what now from, from, from NEV, what ME, solid state drive to the you know, mechanical drive, you know, all those different things. Uh, now it's I-7, I don't know. It's now, I don't know what, I lost track because everything is getting faster. And don't you like that things are getting faster? But then, it doesn't teach us how to wait on Him. Everything is done in a hurry. People say, I need an instant gratification. 
Can I share something with you? Brother Willoughby taught me, love can wait. Why? Well, speaking to someone here. Love can wait. Lust cannot. If you cannot control yourself, you are in a dangerous position. Anything can trigger you. Love can wait. Amen. Because of this mindset, when, when we are faced with delay, we get impatient, we get frustrated, we get mad, we get restless, we move around in our seats like a two-year-old kid being potty trained. We, we find it hard to wait upon the Lord. And when God doesn't do things our way, you know what we do? We begin to find fault with everything because we find as though that we are stuck in this place for today. We blame our wives. Why are you like that? You blame your children, you la. Huh? And then we begin, uh, we become impatient and leave the place where God has told us to be and, and say we are looking for something that is moving at a faster pace instead of stopping and looking at what God has for us right where we are. You, give, you begin to birth an Ishmael. And we take matters into our own hands like Saul when Samuel told him that I'll be here on the seventh day to offer sacrifice but Saul was impatient and offered the sacrifice instead of waiting on Samuel. We begin to murmur, complain because instead of standing still and seeing the salvation of the Lord, we get mad because we are not moving forward at the pace we would like to be moving. Then we find fault with the preacher, the church, we find fault with everybody, even your dog gets blamed. All we need to do is to wait. Amen. Everybody say praise God. So with that in mind, I'm going to share with you a man by the name of Jairus. Okay. Mark chapter 5, verse 21 to 43. I, I love this whole story. Amen. You know, we're going to read together the word of the Lord and you realize that you know, Jairus have to wait. In fact, he waited until he got detoured. He got delayed until what? The daughter died. Amen. Have you noticed this story? Let's, let's turn there. Let's look at it. And when Jesus was passed over again by sheep unto the other side, much people gathered unto him and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come, lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. And Jesus went with him and with much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman who had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many of the many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment, for she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she fell in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked around about to see her, 
dead had done this thing, but the woman fearing, trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto thy, her, Daughter, thy faith had made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. While he, notice this, verse 35, I want you to listen to this. While he yet spoke, there came from the ruler of the synagogue, house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troubles thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. Okay, I want to pause here for a moment. I think one of the commandments that we don't operate in or obey is this thing called be not afraid. If we spend more time dealing with our fears and having faith in God, we won't have the mess that we have. Do you not know that be not afraid or fear not is a commandment and not a suggestion? Because if you fear, you get all reactive. That's why the Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He make me lie down in green pastures. Because if you are emotional and you are reactive, He can't speak to you. You know what I realized about being emotional? Sister V, you know what I realized? If I'm emotional, I will affect you. It spreads. When I'm reactive, you know, when, I, when, I, when my wife tells me something and I become reactive, it affects her, she will affect her and she will affect the whole family. Therefore, I will choose not to be reactive. I will fear not. Amen. And then move on in verse 37. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter, James and John, the brother of James. And he come to the house and the ruler of synagogue and seeing the the tumult, riot, and them that wept well greatly. And when he was coming, he said unto them, Why make it this ado? And weep. The Dempsey is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the Dempsey, and then there were with him. And entered in where the Dempsey was lying, being interpreted Dempsey, uh, no, sorry. And he took the Dempsey by the hand and said unto her, Talita kumit, which is being interpreted Dempsey, I say unto you, arise. Just like the song that we sing, get up, get up, get up, get out of that grave. I mean, I hope you understand that that is the word of the Lord. Let's get up. Let's not let this, 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 this spirit of suicide kill us. Spirit of despair, kill us. Amen. We got to get up. Amen. And verse 42, straightway, the Dempsey rose and walked, for she was of the age of 12 years. And they were astonished with great astonishment. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it and commanded that something should be given her to it. Amen. Okay. Let, 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 let's recap this whole story. There was this guy, a ruler. His name is, he's a ruler of the synagogue. That means in the 21st century, he'll be like the pastor. He took care of the synagogue and, 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 and the daughter is dying. And the first thing that he did was right, was go to Jesus. 
And when he go to Jesus, he fell flat, prostrate in worship until Jesus said, only you can help her. And you know what's a good thing? Jesus wants to answer a prayer and say, where is she? Let's go to your home now. And then we're on the way back home. They're on the way back home. Alama, Kana interrupted. Interrupted by this lady, you know, who by the law cannot touch holy things because she has an issue of blood. Notice the name, the woman. She was not known as Mary Angeline. Her name wasn't even mentioned. You see, you can be so caught up with your issues that you will be known by your issues. Oh, this, this woman with the issue of blood. Don't be defined by your issues. Let God define you. I say again, everybody say amen. I, I don't want my issues to define me. Amen. But she pressed in and she was desperate for a miracle and she touched the hem of the gum. But all these are interruptions, you know. And then after he healed and everything was going on, then another ruler for the synagogue just ran in. Hey, your daughter died already. Don't, don't disturb the master. And at that moment in time, if, if I was Jairus, I was be so upset. I will be so upset. If only you come earlier. Have, sound, sounds familiar. You know, if only you were there, he would not die. If only, if only, I mean, I can be upset with Jesus. I can be upset with this woman. I can be upset with all these men. I can be all upset. But notice what Jesus said, be not afraid. Believe in me. Wow. And guess what? Thank God that Jesus responded the right way. Everybody say, Amen. Amen. Everybody say amen. You know what? <laughs> In fact, every time when the Bible mentions names, right, you got to do the word study of his name. You know what Jairus means? God enlightens. Wow. Did he get enlightening? That he become the resurrection and life. Hallelujah. Sometimes your disaster, sometimes your trouble is God's way of revealing Himself that God will enlighten you. A definition, I mean like, you know, I, I don't know about you, but you know, when we sing that song, you know, uh, my God is more than enough. He shall supply all my needs. He is my El Shaddai. He always looked out for me. Jehovah Jireh. He is my God. Remember that song? You know, we say, folks, when I sing that song, I don't sing as a good lyrics or a good rhythm. Tears are running down my eyes because I know that He has provided for my family time and time again. And that song is my worship unto the Lord. Amen. I say again, there are some songs that you sing, it's just lyrics to you. But there is a story behind that song. And that story is the story of deliverance. He wants to write a new song in you. But, but, but again, if you are so comfortable and say, don't disturb me. How to write a song? Hello? Amen. And all of us like our comfort. Okay, I plan our sweet sweet. Huh? I plan everything. But, but suddenly there is divine interruptions. Amen. I say again, divine interruptions. And I'm going to tell you something. At the end of this message, there's going to be divine interruptions. I'm speaking to somebody because I can hear clearly right now. You have it all planned. Sweet sweet. Good for you. But God's going to suddenly have divine interruptions, especially when you say, God, use me. 
Or especially when you, some of you are sitting in this place, are so comfortable with your life. And God says, uh-uh, uh-uh, dangerous place, lukewarm. I'm going to do a divine interruption into your life that you have never felt before. Divine. Why? Because He loves you. He wants to reveal to you that He is your Jehovah Jireh. He wants to reveal that He is your Jehovah Nisi. He wants to reveal that He is your El Shalom. Amen. That, that in order for Him to be peace, amen, a peace which surpasses all understanding, you got to have, have trials in your life, amen, and trials is to perfect you, amen, that, that at the end of this test, there's is going to be a testimony, and not, maybe, it may not be for you, you say, oh, I, I live for God, but, but do you pray, God, use me. I call it divine interruption. Some of us have no divine interruption because maybe sometimes that we are not ready for it yet. Amen. Because the first thing that we will blame is God. We blame everybody else. Why, why, why? Why this is happening? Why, why delay? Why, you know, why, why God? Oh, but you got to, come on, don't react. Go into his presence, fall flat, and say, God, say the word. Do not be afraid. Just say the word. Is this for my benefit? Is this for my growth? Amen. Everybody say praise God. Come on, everybody say praise Lord. I, I'm just speaking to somebody here and, and I know that, 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 that you know, there are times things don't happen uh, 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 the way we want it. I've done it all the time. I blame God. There are times that I look at God, you, know, you think it's funny. <laughs> uh, there are times that I don't quite understand. I live for God. I, I still remember Brother Willoughby telling me this story. You know, she was walking, praying. And he walked from Chinatown Point all the way to Clarkey. And then he saw all these ladies, you know, flirting with men and all those things and say that my wife lived for you. Why is she having cancer? Life is not easy, you know. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You know, and those moments, it's the moments of attack from the evil one that you need to recognize. Amen. I say again, the devil may mean it for evil, but, but you know what? God will mean it for good if God allows it. Amen. It is your training program. Your training program, the training program has already started. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. And during this training program, there's all kinds of people that you will meet. All the people that, that, that oh, why God is and that, that, that. You got, you got those people that, that scorn. You got those people that, that is creating the, the word tumult. Means, means an agitated group of people that, 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 that just want to aggravate that whole matter. Oh, you know, some people will, will shout victim. You are a victim. And another one say, huh? You, you think God can still come out for you? You got to meet all those kind of people. And you got to be ready. Some battles you have to fight alone. Not everybody will understand. Some things that you got to walk alone. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Are you all with me here today? You know, and the question sometimes, why does God delay? You know, at times, the Lord sees that our attention is not focused on Him. Our relationship with God should have the outermost priority. Amen. I, I'm going to be candid with you today. Pastors sometimes spend more time praying, you know, especially when I have a family situation and I pray about my family. God, fix it. Fix it. Fix it. And I focus so much on it, I forgot about my relationship with God. We want God to fix stuff. When God says, I want to fix you. Amen. <laughs> 
Lord, help us. You know, and, and, and there's one time I was just praying and say that God told me, did I hurt you? Why you treat me this way? Did I make this happen to you? Or it's a freedom of choice. I say, oh, and, and, and I ran back to him and I say, God, forgive my attitude towards you. Sometimes we talk to God, you got to be careful, he's long-suffering, but that doesn't mean that, 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 that you know, you got to watch your spirit. Folks, I say again, guard your heart. Amen. I say a little trigger then trigger you, and does it warrant the kind of, 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 of emotion that's coming out for you? As Christians, we shouldn't. We should let the Holy Spirit and not have separation anxiety. Because he's never leave you. Guess who left? Your doubt, your magnifying the issue have separated you from God. And you don't come in God in faith. Amen. Because God never leave us. We leave God. How do we leave God? Our attitudes. Amen. Amen. I, I thank God for this young man. <laughs> you know, sometimes I overreact. He'll say, Dad. <laughs> Chill. Chill, it's going to be okay. Chill, it's going to be okay. I, as I grow older, I realize I'm more reactive. <laughs> Amen. Uh, then, then I said, wow, my son tell me, chill. <laughs> I should be the one. You know, and, 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 and sometimes we lose sight of our relationship with God and we magnify issues. You know, your brain can make, you know, can have a playlist. Eh? You know, your, your playlist will be jalat. All these are the playlists that ring in my head. Eh? You know, and, and, and if I'm not careful, when I entertain the playlist, uh, I become explosive. Eh? And you know what? The worst part of it, some of us are escaping it. We are not dealing with it. We escape it. We escape it in our work. We escape it instead of... You have done, you know, because of your reactivity that you have done damage to your relationship with your loved one and you don't know how to fix it and you feel like you are living together but living separate lives and that's not the will of God. You got to fix some issues and the issues begins when God becomes the Lord of your life because only when He can be the Lord of your life then He can lead you. Everybody say amen. Are you, are you with me here again? Everybody say praise the Lord. And then, and then, and then you start to, to pick up God because, you know, things are not happening. You know, my question is this. Hello? If you don't obey God, then of course got problem one. Just because you haven't got caught on it. You know what's the most greatest deception? You think you can get away with things, eh? Yeah, oh, oh, I think okay, le. Well, I did this, then I walked out, there's no lightning strike me, okay, le. okay, le. When, when, when the Bible says the mercies of the Lord, it's gonna, the kindness of the Lord will lead us into repentance. Some of you need to pray, uh, Lord, if I do something, don't punish me, so I know, le. Amen. So I address certain issues in my life. Eh. So, Again, it's so easy to focus on solutions. It's so easy to focus on our sorrows. It's so easy to focus on answered prayer. But then we fail to ask, God, what's this got to do with me and you? God, 
are you making me better? Lord, help me. Amen. Everybody say amen. <laughs> you see, sometimes inside of us, some things need to die. Okay, I'm saying me. Like number one, pride, arrogance, self-reliance, envy, malice, bitterness, jealousy, hatred, spirit of adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, sedations, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, revilings, found in Galatians chapter 5. We don't even, even know that it was there until you are tested. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. So some things God wants to wait it out to reveal things in your spirit that you never knew it was there. You know, my dad told me this long time, I think you heard me say this again. Say, Tim, they don't make electronic products that they used to make. Amen. How many of you heard that before? Okay. I have a Chitachi. You all don't know what Chitachi, but there was a brand called Chitachi. You all remember Chitachi? Amen. I had a Chitachi television set. Color TV. First time come out. Leh. Better than Sierra. Leh. I believe that it was Chitachi. And Chitachi TV, the first time that it came out, my dad said this, you know, when he wanted to buy another television, buy Chitachi. He said, why? Because it is time-tested. Wow, I love that. Time-tested. You know what? Sometimes our relationship needs to go through time-testing. Before you say, I do. Because after you say, I do, oh, oh, there's no turning back. Amen. Everybody say amen. Uh, hello. You know, especially, especially those people, Pak Thaw one, uh, all blind already now. Uh, I, I tell you, now Pak Thaw people, oh, he's so handsome. Uh. <laughs> then after that, a few years later, you see him barely come out. <laughs> uh, yeah, my wife say that, you know, uh, what, what, what you used to say, the Hokkien term? Lu Kuan Lu Xiang Lao Gao. Oh, thank you, uh, Sister Huya. <laughs> wow, Laokao is what? Huya, monkey. Oh, monkey. Wow, my goodness. All of us will grow old one day. Amen. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. You know what? I pray a lot of times uh, for those people that are having a relationship. Lord, let them see the true colors. How do you know when they go see the true colors? Trials. You know, we sing the song, I see your true color shining through. And that's why I love you, true Lord. I mean, if that person is good, okay lah, you know, but the person, I see your true color, that's why I, bye-bye. <laughs> Some things you just got to walk away before it breaks. Amen. Everybody say amen. <laughs> Okay, and, and again, the waiting period, God is preparing us to strengthen our faith, to make us stronger. Sometimes God is testing us to let us know what's really inside, beyond the facade of, of, of the front stage, there is the backstage. Normally, the backstage is untidy, dark. All the mess. It's like a storeroom. 
How many of you, when your friend comes, you say, oh, hey, hey, quick, 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 let's pack the house, open the door, and throw everything inside, and close the door. Don't open it. Amen. Don't open it. Wow, your friend comes, oh, wow, your house very nice, and then it's like uh, our lives, you know. Oh, we got careers, everything looks like you got it all together. But then after that, there is something weird that is going on with your relationship, with you and your wife. When you talk about spiritual matters, you fight. Oh, it's not existence. That's a weak relationship. There's no intimacy. You, you can feel a relationship whether there's intimacy or not. You say, wow, this one, I think something off. Leh. I just cannot point a finger. And then after that, everything looks so wonderful and lo and behold, everything crumbles under pressure. You know, again, God is testing us to see what you really made of. I say this again, it was a Rick Warren quote. He says, like, we are like tea bags. Put us in hot water, see what really come out. Amen. I mean, oh I, oh, I thought I was a patient person until I have children. And all my children say, Amen. <laughs> I thought I was a pretty control my attitude until I have children. Come on, how many of you will agree with me? Amen. <laughs> Thank you for that overwhelming response. I didn't know that I can come out as a demon sometimes. Ah! You know, amen. So, uh, you know, again, God is trying to review stuff in us, not punish you, test us. And then God, after that, wants to, after He tests us, He wants to train us. Oh, that's the most important part, training. I mean, God doesn't leave you there. He wants to, to sanctify you. He wants to help you manage your, 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 your temple. He wants to help you manage your, 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 your spirit. Amen. By giving you a divine influence called the Holy Spirit. But then you must humble yourself. He must bring you to a place of humility. He must reveal this thing to you so that He can wipe out all self-righteousness out of you. And so that you can embrace true righteousness that come from a relationship with God that you behold that God still loves you. After I mess up, God still loves you. You behold that glory and that divine influence is what we call grace. And grace helps me to deny ungodliness and exercise myself to godliness. Amen. And that divine influence changes me. That no one can get the glory. Amen. Not even me. Because when I try my own self, it's like a rubber band. The harder I try, the back, you know, the back lashes. It's harder because I'm flesh. No flesh can please God. Amen. Again, so much of what we call behavior modification is not transformation. You know, someone asked me, Pastor, Pastor, how long do I pray? I say, pray until the fruit of the Spirit come out. Lah. I mean, uh, when should I fast? When you feel Jesus is far away. Lah. I mean, oh, oh, not because the church asks you to go for a fast. Lah. Well, you're saying, hey. <laughs> so, I mean, you got to come and say, it's been a while since I hear from God's voice. Eh? I, I need direction. Amen. Fast. Okay, now I'm going to give you all the practical. Okay, what do I do when I go through delays? Ready? I come up all this way to give you the solution. Okay, number one, write it down. Don't fear. Don't fear. Amen. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, read it earlier on. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Fear not. Amen. The most often repeated commandment in the Bible is do not fear. 
it is in the Bible at least 200 times. That means a couple of things. If you think about it, it means that we're going to be afraid in life. We're going to walk through some darkness. But, but like what I say, you know, it's like this. When, 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 when my dog runs and lose sight of me, and I'll take the torch light and I'll just flash it and he see that light and you run back. Amen. He just run back. He says, ah. and then when he sees me, anxiety disappears because he's in the presence of the Almighty, the Master. We sang about it. Our Master and our Savior. Amen. Do not be afraid. Everybody say, Amen. Amen. I say again, do not be afraid. We're supposed to fight fear. Amen. I say again, we're supposed to come boldly before the throne of grace. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but give us power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. That when I come to my daddy, I don't need to fear God. He says, by my best interest. Amen. I belong to him. Do not fear. Amen. God did not give us, in Romans chapter 8, verse 15, God did not give what, uh, uh, we no longer have a bondage to fear anymore, but we have a spirit of adoption whereby we can call him Abba Father. Amen. Uh, let me tell you something, the best feeling ever in my life when there's a competition going on, you know, my wife would say, will she call mama or dada first? You cannot say daddy. La. You know, daddy is too difficult. So, papa, dada, whatever, well, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, and when our child is able to call us papa or mama or dada, wow, I tell you, that feeling is amazing. But most of the time, we start off with mama. <sighs> But when he start to recognize your voice and respond in love, that smile, dude, that smile makes it all worth it. And God's waiting for us to call him Abba Father. Right. You know, I've never saw this before. I know I bring up a lot of stories about dog, but I'm going to try anyhow. This will help you, okay? You know, my dog is reactive, very reactive. I always know. He come to my house. Ah, Rex, you know. Amen. Very reactive. And I was holding my dog and he wanted to rush out of the road. And I have to chunk him and pull him back. I say, stop it. I was so angry with him because I don't want to lose him. And I look at him straight in the eyes and say, I bought you with a price. Sounds like familiar. <laughs> Amen. I bought you with the price and it's not cheap, you know. <laughs> and I've, I've invested bonding with you. And the last thing that I want to do is to lose you. That's why I hate this term, can you lose your salvation? Because it seems so loose. God loves every one of us. And there are times that he's trying to pull you back because you're going to destroy yourself. Folks, I'm telling you one thing. Uh, that, that's one thing that I've learned about dog. The most dangerous thing that you're going to have is when they are anxious, when they are anxiety, when they, they just run out and just go crazy because they think they can defend themselves. And likewise, when you see trials, if you're not careful that, that, that God is not in control, your emotions take over. You are led by your emotions. You, men have emotions and are both... Uh, yeah. Are, are, are we here? Man, we struggle with this thing called anger. Thank you for the overwhelming response. We are passionate people. Amen. We are passionate lovers also. 
And because of that, we struggle with our emotions. Oh, but when, when someone touched my wife, I say, who, who dare touch my wife? You touch me, never mind. Leh. I still can turn my leg cheek. Uh, then you smack. Leh. But the Bible says, you touch my wife, turn the leg cheek. Huh? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you touch any of my children, huh? I'm coming after you. Protector, ma. Come on, everybody say amen. And God protects every one of us. But He cannot force you. He said, I'm going to put a choke chain on you. You know what I realized? Listen. You see, Christianity got a lot of rules. You crazy. Yeah? Those, those are boundaries. Those are things that will not let you run out and go let your last take over. You know what I've learned also? I don't leash my dog after that. I trust my dog. You cannot trust anybody without training them. Oh Lord, help me. And when your parents ask you, train you, and then after that ask you, come 11.30, you come back 12 o'clock. How to trust you? When give you uh, 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 when you give you a budget, you blow the budget. How to trust you? In order for us to empower and trust you, you must be trustworthy. Are you trustworthy? And some of us warn to you because you have escaped and you have never learned how to live without boundaries because your parents don't dare. And when you come to church, you struggle. Oh, bondage! Oh, come on, I, I, my dog doesn't come and say I'm in bondage. When I put my chain and my leash on the dog, he, you know what? He begs, he begs, he walk in and lick our hand, right? When we, we put the leash on him, he licks our hand, say, you know what? When I see this, hey man, I see that I'm well loved, I belong to you. I belong to you. When the dog comes, I never see him put his head like that. Because there's a relationship. Rules without relationship equals rebellion. And I have a relationship with my dog, right? You know, when he comes, hey, want to walk? Wow, we walk, he go crazy. <laughs> okay, here comes the leash. And then he go like that. Licking my hand. Put on the leash, put on the leash on me. Because when you put on the leash for me, amen, that, that I belong to you. I know that I belong to you and it's good to belong to you. You know what, folks, listen. If Christianity is punishment to you, you need to walk out of this room. Because you will never make it. Because all of us are surrendered by the glory. No one forced you to get up every morning here. No fear. Forced you to come up here. This is a freedom of choice. Because we tasted His goodness. Amen. We tasted His goodness and we come. Amen. Again, don't fear. God loves every one of us. Amen. Everybody say, Amen. Amen. J Jesus told Jairus, fear not because fear keeps you in the valleys and the barren stages of your life. It prolongs. Fear prolongs the delay. Let me say that again. Fear prolongs delay. Fear and faith cannot coexist. When you are fearful, you can't hear the voice of God. Amen. I think it was George that asked me, how, how, how do I hear from God's voice? 
make sure that you have faith. That God's going to speak to me. You need to speak the sing that song. God's going to speak to me, yeah. God's going to speak to me, yeah. Some of us think that, wow, when God speaks, it's very mystical one. Eh? Some of us are oh, God speak to me, angel come. Eh? He will give you impression. God, we need God to speak to us. Eh? Amen. But you got to believe eh, that, that, that God, listen very carefully now, that God wants to speak. That we cannot, faith and fear cannot coexist. In fact, let me go on further. If you have fear, you can have faith. Because fear is having faith in your obstacles. So I tell myself, if I'm fearful, that means guess what? That means I have faith in my obstacle. I have faith, ma. So that means I have faith. There's a measure of faith. It's re- I need to redirect my faith in this thing called, oh, sing, oh, Baron. Sing. The Lord reigns. He is. I have to preach to myself, you know. Sometimes I cannot wait for the preacher to come and encourage me. I've got to put on some good old music, amen, that I used to hear, amen. i got to start to have a praise jig, amen. I come to magnify the Lord. You magnify the problem with all your voice, the voice of the world, the voice of Satan, the voice of, 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 of naysayers. I'm going to stop for a moment and say, shut up. It is up to me to submit to God, resist the devil. That's my duty. And then I start to sing songs, amen. I say, praise Him. Praise Him, praise Him in the morning, praise Him in the noontime. You know what? I sing until that voice of doubt, that voice dies. I am so tired of Him every day beating my head. Bam! 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 When would you put up a fight? Nobody's going to get my family, that's what it is. I'm going to pray like I've never prayed before. You want to see a warrior come out, touch my family? This woman has been praying. I've been praying for this church that we don't take it so easy because there's a wave that is coming, folks. There is a wave of battle that is coming and we need to learn how to not be afraid. Amen. First thing, not be afraid. Amen. You got to have faith. Faith comes by your hearing and the hearing of God's word. That's why it's so important for you to come to church to hear the word of the Lord. Amen. I can tell you from my experience, amen, it is always very different listening online, amen, than hearing being live in this place. That's why the Bible says, gather. You can feel faith in this place right now. Amen. I, I need to do something more. Okay, because I cannot always go I, I cannot always go to church every day, right? I got to take up the, the, the sword of the spirit. I got to put on podcasts. I got to put on the word of God. Because if I don't want, you see, when your mind is vacuum, the devil speaks. An idle mind is a devil's workshop. Amen. Oh, pastor, what book should I read? I say, don't just read it, meditate it. Don't just meditate it, study it. Amen. Study the word of the Lord. Because when your mind is filled with the word, you can't feel with naysayers and accusations of the devil. Amen. I, I, you know what? I, I, I really don't know how you guys make it. Uh, that, that means, you know, every day letting your mind be empty. I can't. I, my mind is to active one. My wife can tell you, what are you thinking about? Oh, another book to read. Oh, I'm reading three books at the same time. Why? Because if I want to have mental health, I've got to put in the right things in my mind. I want to meditate about the goodness of God. Amen. There are times I just sit there and just lift up holy hands and worship God. 
Amen. I can feel God. Amen. That's why, again, folks, listen to me. You got to take the proactive approach. If you do not want to have the devil smash your head, fill it with God's word, and God's word will bring mental health, will bring peace. Amen. Will bring righteous, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Folks, you won't be long. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you won't be long. So this is a time we need to fight. Next thing that we don't want to do. Number two, don't fret. Amen. Psalms chapter 37 verse 1 and 7 says, Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they soon shall be cut off, uh, cut down like a grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Somebody says, feed on His faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust also in Him and He shall bring it to pass. And He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. And then verse 7, it goes, rest in the Lord. Oh, how many of you need rest? I need rest. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of Him who prosper in His ways, because of a man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Amen. The word fret means to burn, to be kindled with anger. I understand we're living a life here, then you seem to be living for God, but some of your, 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 your maybe your friends, amen, they seem to live a life like it's like they, they have no God. And you're wondering, why is this happening? The Bible says, don't fret. Judgment day is coming. Amen. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You look at people and say that, well, half past six, also okay, leh. got a good job. Leh. Wondering what's going on, God, if you're good, why like that? Why am I suffering? Why is there not enough money for the gospel? Why? If I start to meditate on those things, it's going to kill me. God, you know, we used to say, He has the whole world in His hand. He has the whole world. God knows the timing. Don't fret. Don't waste your time with the ugly arguments. Everybody say, Amen. Amen. But instead of fretting, amen, you start to have a zeal, a focus unto worship unto the Lord. You bring yourself to the house of the Lord. You bring yourself, you know what, if, if you can get angry, that means you can get passionate for God. <laughs> amen. Uh, angry people are passionate people. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to discipline myself into the presence of God. Amen. Here's one thing that's so powerful about this analogy. I've trained my dog to have total focus on me. And I've realized one thing. Dogs are created in such a way when they put a focus, they are not multitasking like you. When they are focused, they are focused. They can walk like this and listen to your every word until you say, break! Boom! And likewise, when I tell God, God, there's a different spirit in Caleb. Because Caleb is a definition. You know the Hebrew word for Caleb is really dog. The Bible says that it's a different spirit. I said, oh, what's that different spirit? The focus. That means when people look at bad situations, you look at, oh, God, you delivered me. There's a focus that you can find. In every bad thing, there is something good to praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You ask somebody, you know, this water is, you know, 
you know, maybe half full, or I don't know what is it, you know, or half empty, up to you. You know, I've learned that, 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 that you know, every time when I'm struggling with fretting, the greater must come. The presence of God must come. And I need to focus in thanksgiving and praise. I need to focus. I'm not trying to try to divert you because you know what? I can get upset with people that are living a life that is squandering their walk with God. And I look at them, I say that, wow, they seem to have everything together, but payback day is coming. That's what the scriptures say. Don't fret. Keep your eyes on me. Look at me. Focus on me. Focus my presence. Presence will cover it all. Amen. Everybody say amen. Look at your neighbor and say, don't fret. Amen. It's a commandment. Don't fret. We are not the people of the world. Don't fret. Fret means, fret could lead to worry. Worry. And when you worry, you bind your hands that can help you. God only responds to what? Faith and not fear. Amen. And then, number three, it leads to don't faint. Amen. When you go through delays in love, don't faint. Don't get discouraged. Don't lose heart. Don't give up. Galatians chapter 6, 9 verse tells us, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if we faint not. Notice this. In due season we will reap if, 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 if we faint not. So the opposite of faint, the scripture says, men ought to pray and not Faint. Luke chapter 18 verse 1. So when you stop going to prayer meeting, you faint. Come on. You know why sometimes I discipline myself to go prayer meeting? And I'm the one that's leading prayer. Oi, oi, uh, Charles, uh, Charles, Charles, where are you, Charles? Uh, uh, and then I look at the prayer. You know what? All those people that told me this, even Chris, you're the one that told me, thank you, pastor, for asking me to go for prayer meeting because uh, if uh, you never asked me to pray, maybe I'm not praying. Hello? I, I, those of you that know about exercise, huh? sometimes no feeling one. Huh? I mean, when I want to walk my dog, uh, no feeling one, eh? 12 o'clock. Eh? I told myself I have to discipline myself to walk the dog and walk. 12 o'clock, I will walk. Then now Hungry Ghost Festival. Ma. I walk so late in the night. I walk, you know, I'm not afraid of the Hungry Ghost. Huh? I look at the ghost, I say, boo. I'm not afraid of ghosts, but I scared the people on the window see uh, that I ghost. Eh. Because who is a crazy person? Twelve o'clock will walk a dog uh, so late in the night, like, you know. But because I made a commitment, I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk in the spirit. I'm going to walk. So there are times where I ask my wife, "Hey, uh, want to join me or not?" Uh, at first, she says one, but then I say, "Aiyah, you go yourself, lah." Thanks. So I go. I say twelve o'clock is a commitment. I talk to God. I talk to God, and then in the car park, I throw. The ball through, and then I just praise God. Amen. You know why? Because if I don't pray, I will faint. I will get discouraged. If I don't faint, it's a, it's a mental discipline. Folks, I wish pastor would do this when you are a, a, a new convert. Amen. That you will join me in class and, and you create muscle memory. Amen. That, that now I can't force you, but I wish that I can take you out to BMT and have muscle memory. You know what muscle memory does? When you go through a trial, the first thing that you do is, oh, sing. 
You know, because that's what I was told. Sing. I was, I sing praises to your name. It's just an automatic request that I have when I'm down, I sing. I wish that, 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 that we can give our children muscle memory. That they don't feel like coming to church, they have to come. It's not a choice. Because I have, to, I have to cultivate that habit in you because this is the way that you're going to fight the devil and win. Don't faint. Push. 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 If there's anything that's stopping you to come to church, it will come again. Amen. Nothing's going to take my position in God. Either He is the first or not the first at all. Even the second will not do. Let me tell you why. Sister here, you got an umbrella? Don't have anybody got an umbrella. Jonah, thank you. Can you open up for me one nice umbrella? I'll try not to break it. When he's first, you are covered. When he's not first. And then you blame God. God, why never hear my prayer? Many times, right, I, I'm going to say as kindly as I can, you waste the people, the man of God. The, the Bible already says, pray for laborers. You know what's the problem? That means a labor issue. Right or not? Shortage. But instead of putting God first, huh? if you put God first, huh? you become a warrior. But if you put God second, huh? And let me tell you something, I don't care what people say. How you spend your time, your money, and your resources tells me where God is in your life. Amen. So, then you come out here because you think you know better. And then you cannot attack by the devil. And then we have to pick up a casualty. Do you know it takes two men to pick up a casualty? If you are bigger size, then it takes four men. Sorry, Kelvin, maybe I take four men. Why? Because of your disobedience. And you know what the scripture says? That's evil. When the person don't take responsibility for their own walk. Hello? I don't want to say it. You get it? And you know what? We dare not call it out. We call it politically correct. We dare not call it out. It's sin. If you don't dare to call it out, if parents, you don't dare to call sin, then who's going to call? If I call it out, they get offended with me. I've learned, if something gets my, my attention in my children, I have to say it. Whether they like it or not, because you know what? My relationship with them is strong enough. And they expect it from me. They do expect it more. Oh, daddy, lie out, lie out, lie out. Daddy, I will come ready. Okay, you know what? I'm not a nagger. I don't like naggers, but I've got to say what I've got to say. You've got to call it out. Instead of letting them, them be a snake and slide their way out. I call it out. I catch it in order. I dress it. And I dress it. I kill it. Are you with me? Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know what, uh, folks? The day will come, uh, you'll be like Elijah in Elisha. No more politically correct already. You know what Elijah did? Okay, come on. Come on. The battleground, come. Two altars. If the Lord is Lord, serve Him. Why do you falter with two opinions? Either you're going all the way or not. Amen. 
Everybody say praise God. Are you all with me here? Again, don't faint. Pray. Pray. Everybody say pray. You see, again, listen very carefully. If you sow criticism, you will reap criticism in your life. If you sow love, you will reap love back in your life. If you sow generosity, you will reap generosity back in your life. You will always reap more than we sow. So it's time for us to sow in our praise. It's time for us, you know, to pray for our future generations. Amen. And then, number four, don't forget. Amen. Don't forget. Psalms 103 tells us, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who heal all thy diseases, who redeemed thy life from destruction, who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfied my mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle. Amen. Sometimes it's hard to praise God. You need to take an inventory. Thank God for my health. Thank God for my nose. Thank God for my tongue. Thank God that I have white hair. Whatever it is, just thank God. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, when you are in times of delay, it causes you to forget many things. Cause you to forget, oh, how God has been good to you. How God filled you with the Holy Ghost. How God forgiven your sins. You need to pause for a moment and remember, oh, that the Lord is good. Remember, that's why it's so important to develop memorial stones. Some of you develop memorial stones by writing journals. That's great. You need to look back at the journal. God touched me. God called me here. God challenged me here. And I felt the presence of the Lord. You know, there are times when I find it hard to praise God. I remember all the Lord that has done for me me, I remember St. Paul Road. I remember being filled with the Holy Ghost for the very first time. I remember, remember that place. I remember prayer walking. I remember God encounters. I remember all those areas and I start to remember His goodness and I start to remember and then there comes Thanksgiving and then it will lead to praise and then I start to magnify God because I cannot just go straight and pray my prayer request because you know what? There's no... There's no faith if I pray that request. I, I have to work myself up. Amen. I have to lead myself. If you can't even lead yourself, then you're not a leader. And somebody's got to lead you out in every valley all the time. You got to lead yourself. God is good. Amen. 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 Sometimes when, when, when I pop in the Spotify, I the worship leader, I exalt myself. <laughs> How many of you done that? I exalt myself. I say, come on, come on, let's say it again. Come on, let's praise him. Praise him. Huh? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you know, do whatever, just do your deal. Until you get Judah shall plow. If it's hard ground, you keep on plowing to praise, worship, and worship, and praise until you come to a place of flow. And when you find that flow, that faith comes. And when faith comes, you pray. And you say to the mountain, be thou, be removed. You got to exercise a little bit. Amen. You know, when someone says, uh, Pastor, pray, I say, hang on, let me feel God in this first. Amen. Amen. I just got to find the frequency where God is first. Amen. Before I just pray my will. I don't want to pray my will. I want to pray His will. Amen. Therefore, I just got to push in a little bit. Amen. I, I, I remember this scripture, Psalms 106, verse 7 to 13. Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not thy magnitude of thy mercies, but provoke him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them from his namesake. 
that he might make his mighty power to be known. He rebuked the Red, the red Sea also, and it was dried up. So he led them through the depths as through the wilderness, and he saved them from the hand of him that had hated them, and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. And the water covered thy enemies. There was not one of them left. Then believed they his words. They sang him his praise, and they soon forgot his works, and they waited not for his counsel. If you forgot the goodness of God, you can conjure up flesh. Flesh takes over, and then you get yourself into a mess. Amen. Are you with me? Then number five, don't give up. Giving up is losing faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and He is a rewarder that diligently seek Him. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Amen. God has brought us so far. You think He's going to leave us offerless? Amen. Are you with me here today? Don't give up. If you want to give up, you surround yourself with godly people. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You need to surround yourself with godly people. Let them encourage you a little bit. I love this scripture, Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. Being confident of this very thing. That... He which had began a good work will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He may delay it for a while, but he's going to begin a, begin a work and he will finish it. Amen. And number six, here's my favorite one. Don't compare. Amen. If I compare today, I will be upset with God. I look at Elvina and say, why are you so skinny one? Some people eat little, but they put on a lot of weight. That's me. Amen. That day I got so upset. Uh, anyway, I better not say my weight. Uh, anyway, y'all are... Uh, I mean, I've been exercising. I've been doing all the things, going out three times a day, everything that I weigh. I think my weighing scale spoiled. Uh. Like, no effect like that one. Uh. Then I got somebody, you know, encouraged me. I look at them. I say, wow, you sit down there like, huh? Is this even possible? Humanly possible? This person worked out for two months and they lost 10 kilograms. I was like, is this humanly possible? Don't like that, leh. Make me very, you know, envious. But don't compare, lah. <laughs> Different body, ma. <laughs> you know, but, but I'm not going to give up. Amen. Not going to give up. Oh, we can sing, I'm never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Never going to run away and desert you. <laughs> Amen. I think we should do that when someone's down. Never go to, never, 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 never. <laughs> Amen. Come on, let's not give up. You come so far. Jesus Christ is coming back. Let's not give up. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. And, and you know what? When you come out, I'm telling you, anointing will hit you. Amen. That's what we are looking for, the anointing of the Lord. You know, and, and, and if you notice uh, uh, about the anointing oil, I, 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 I wrote this down because it's in my notes, you know. The anointing oil is made of five different things. Number one, myrrh. Okay. Myrrh is 
very bitter. It's embalming. It symbolizes trials. It symbolizes what? Death. More. There's going to be a death of a vision before God's vision comes. Look here, folks. Brother Willoughby thought this. You all remember, before there's a true vision of God, right? There's going to be a death of a vision. So that God can resurrect it and know who gets the credit God. Number two, cinnamon. Oh, cinnamon is hot in taste. Amen. My wife, every Christmas, she makes cinnamon roll. I love it. You know, and it symbolizes zeal. You know, and then after that, we have calamus. A reed, a reed with a weak stem symbolizes weakness. And then cassia, a growing plant, symbolism of humility. And then a lot of olive oil. In order to get olive oil, the olive must be crushed. <laughs> Amen. So, you're saying, Pastor, what are you talking about? Well, listen, everybody's got a different way to walk. Don't compare. But I'm going to tell you something. That if God's going to use you, He's going to anoint you. And if He's going to anoint you, He's going to crush every of this element into your life to make it a holy anointing oil. Amen. Are you with me here today? It may not be something that you are doing wrong. It may be something that you are doing right. And you're wondering, why is this happening? You may be doing everything right. And you are just in his palms and he's putting that, he's the, what the Bible calls, apocrypher, you know, right? You know, apocrypher or something like that, you know? And then he's like, apocrypher is the modern day, uh, the ancient word for uh, uh, pharmacist, you know, Joanne, you, you understand this. Uh, and then you take all the different components, you put inside, uh, 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 what do you call that? I don't know what you call it, bowl, and then you crush it, you crush it, mix it all together. And God knows how to do it. You know, and, 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 and you know what, folks, I, I've said this again. The Holy Spirit is the disciple maker, not us. I mean, we think that disciple making is just finish the class. Huh? <laughs> no, that's, the, that's one component. But God's going to put you through a trial, a trial of your life. The greatest trial of your life is your ministry. Let me say this again. But do not be afraid because God is in control. I will not faint. Amen. I will not be afraid. I will not fret. Because if I fret and I compare notes and I look around and then my attitude becomes resentment, and then I lose out on God during this moment of this thing called the process is the pause. The pause is where the devil hits me on my head like a mad person. And at that moment of pause, this is where the time I have to discipline myself. This is the time I have to sanitize my mind. I have to put right thoughts in my fight. And I will fight and I will fight to maintain my destiny. Destiny is something that you have to fight for. Because things can just drift us away. Amen. Just drift us away. We have to get back on the track. Whatever it is, whatever the Bible says, you know, seek ye first the kingdom and His righteousness. What that means to you, you got to find out and do it and God will supply. God will give you things in your life that you will only realize that He is the one that is the true God. Amen. Because He, uh, again, uh, no one else should be glorified except Him. Praise God. Amen. So again, don't give up. If you forget everything that I say, remember I sing Rick Ashley. La. Amen. Because you know what? You come so close for his second return. 
Yes, the world will beat you up. The world will say that you are trapped, you are bondage, you are not living your life, but you got to push it back. This is the best way that I know to live. Can I hear a big amen? amen. This is the best way because we, when we live in this life the way that God intended it to be, man, goodness, it's not only beneficial in this life, but it's beneficial in the next life. Come on, everybody, why don't we stand to our feet? You know, I don't know about you, but, but again, this is something for someone today. Amen. Amen. Come on, can I hear a big amen? This is a, not a time for us to give up. This is not a time for us to fret. This is not a time for us to fear because we were created for such a time as this. Amen. We have resources. We have the armor of God. We have the word of the spirit. We have the song of deliverance. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not going to give up on you. Come on. Praise God. Can I ask the church to agree with me? Amen. Can we, can we stand together in the agreement right now? We're going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, you come for such a time as this, Father. Come on, just leave your voice for a moment right now. God, delays are part of the process, Father, of us waiting upon you, Father. Come on, let your voice out. Come on, let your voice out. Don't let anything distract you. Father, I pray, God, that would rise within us a warring spirit, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father. God, our destinies, God, Lord, this false moment in my life, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray. God, I'm tired and sick and tired for allowing the evil one to speak doubts to my head, Father. Right now, I take authority. I resist the devil right now. Lord, I have submitted to you, Fiji. Lord, again, God, every area of my life, I want to submit to you right now. Come on, if, if he, you are not submitted to him right now, you need to say, God, I, I want you to take, Lord, I want you to take back control. I want you to take back leadership, God, over my life right now. Come on, I, I want you, come on, just leave your foot. Lord, I want you to be the leader of my life right now. Come on, I want you to take the lead, God. Lord, if it's, it's a call for me to water baptize, it's a call for me, oh God, to take the next level, Father. Lord, lead me, Father, right now. Lead me for your name's sake, Father. In the name of Jesus. Come on, just let your voice go for a moment right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Here's what we want to do. If it's appropriate, just hold hands with your neighbor right now. Just hold hands and we're going to agree in Jesus' name. And Father God, I, 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 come on, just pray for one another right now. Father, that you will watch over my brother, that you watch over my sister, Father, today. God, that you will help them not give up, God. Lord, especially when... You are coming back again, Father. God, is a fight. Lord, it's a fight for our lives. It's a fight for our destiny. It's a fight for our children. It's a fight, God, for every aspect of our life. A fight for our marriages. Come on. Watch over my brothers. Watch over my sister. Lord, my children belongs to you. Lord, 
God, my children belongs to you. Lord, let the next generation know how to fight in the spirit, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus, God. We, Lord, again, God, teach us how to war in the spirit, Lord. Teach us how to fight against the forces of darkness. And God, there are times, God, we wait. We wait for you, Jesus, God. We wait, God, for you to reveal yourself like never before. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Bless my brother. Bless my brother, God. Lord, we take captive every thought that is unlike you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, again, God, we speak, God, right now a liberty of freedom. God, for the ministry of the word of the Lord. Lord, let the word of God have liberty in their lives, God. In the name of Jesus, God. Amen. In the name of Jesus, God. We will learn how to contend in whatever state that we are. We learn to be content, Lord. Hallelujah. Because you are doing a great work in our lives. Come on. People are still praying. Just tear in the Holy Ghost for a while right now. Watch over them, Lord. Watch over them, Father. Father, I pray a hedge of protection upon every member right now. I pray for your protection. I pray and I plead the blood of Jesus, God, over every family today. Let anointing fall upon them. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost fall upon them. Let anointing God fall upon them. Let the anointing, oh God, fall upon them. And the anointing will destroy all yoke, Father. Let the anointing destroy yokes, God. Yokes, God. God, that the devil had placed upon us, God. Let the anointing, Father, right now destroy, God, the yoke, God. Harakasanda, the yoke of addiction, yoke, God, of depression. Let it destroy it right now, God. Let it destroy it, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Come on, just, just shake it off right now. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, let's give God honor and let's give Him praise. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. He is worthy to be praised thank you Jesus come on let's give him honor let's give him praise today it's not just about spiritual warfare today we declare that my God my God is a great God my God is worthy of our worship come on let's praise him let's adore him let's honor the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords come on let's break out into praise hallelujah hallelujah Lord, I'm on the winning side. I'm coming home. 
I'm coming home to the author and the finisher of my faith. I'm coming home, Father. Hallelujah. Come on, let's clap our hands. Let's worship him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. And Lord, you have called us to be your children. You have called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. And Lord, we will show forth praises. We will declare and tell the generation how great you are. Hallelujah. Come on, one more time. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. For he alone deserves all praise and honor. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's going to be okay. Amen. God bless every one of you. It's so good to come to the house of the Lord. Amen. If you are blessed, you know, just walk out of this place rejoicing. Amen. Amen. God bless every one of you.